You are listening to John Kherika on SAFM. 24 minutes past five. Let's go to the Electoral Amendment Bill. What does it seek to do? Why are civil organizations and some political parties opposed to it? Different interest groups are calling on members of parliament not to pass the bill. They're concerned that it doesn't change the electoral system sufficiently to hold elected, uh, elected politicians more accountable. Political analyst Professor De Kotze joins us now. Prof, thanks very much for joining us. You're going to have to explain this thing very, very slowly to us. What are they looking to amend in the Electoral Amendment Bill? Well, it is based on the judgment of the Constitutional Court of two years ago, which concluded that Section 9 of the Constitution political rights includes the possibility that any one of us who are eligible to vote must be able to stand as a candidate also. Um, and that means individuals, it means persons who are not belonging to political parties, and as well as individuals who do belong to political parties. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is therefore not parties per se, as we know them at the moment, in the form of proportional representation. Okay, so I can stand to go to Parliament, is that right? Strictly speaking, that is the implication of the judgment. Now, how they are going to implement it, I think this is the controversial point and also a difference of opinion about how to do it. In principle, the principle is there, but it is the how to implement that in a, in, in a country with more than 25, 25 million people who are eligible mm. to vote as, and, and to, therefore also to be able to stand as candidates. Okay, why are organizations against this? I don't think they are necessarily against the principle. They are against the way in which it is implemented. Um, and I think one of, there are several reasons, and it, it depends which organization is, is, is articulating it, but many of them are saying that it is actually the way in which it is presented, and that is that 50% of the total number of members of the national in today's terms is 200 out of the 400, Mm-hmm. Um, should come from this category. Sure. But it includes two categories within this. The individuals from the Sorry, sorry, Prof, your phone's breaking up a little bit. So let's just start again. You were saying 200 out of the 400 are for, this, uh, are for these people. What's next? Yes, and that consists of, of two categories. Mm-hmm. The one is... Uh, can be persons, and it's not identified how many, but those individuals are nominated by their political parties. So right. they are still members of political parties. And then the second category are those persons who are truly independent and don't belong to any political party. And I think the criticism is to say, well, in, if you look at the way in which it is structured in the amendment bill now, then it will actually favor those who are nominated by political parties. Sure. And then the, the 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 effect ultimately will be very little different from what we have at the moment. This bill or this amendment is, has been worked on for years now. Why is it taking so long? Well, it's only two years, um, and it has gone through the time of the uh, the pandemic, where there was not so much activity. 
But then at the same time, you know, there's different ways in which you can interpret the uh, constitutional court judgment from just including this one component of it to, on the other hand, a complete electoral reform or reform of the electoral system. And I think that is where the difference comes in. Um, there's quite a number of civil society organizations organizations, and I've been myself involved in some of them, yeah. who have done a lot of work um, and have done my presentations ultimately to the ministerial panel cha- uh, chaired by Vali Musa, um, and from there it went to the ANC's uh, caucus, parliamentary caucus, and study groups, and so on. So a lot of work has been done actually behind the scenes. But now it is a question of uh, a very technical aspect which the, the the constitutional court, one should say, actually didn't pay any attention to, yeah. is how to how to make it workable, how to implement it in such a way that it does not completely overturn the electoral system as it is, and for and very important for the voters still to understand it. Uh, I, I don't know what the English uh, saying would be, but you you're asking. You're asking parliamentarians to change a law that would make them less powerful. It's not in their interests to allow independence to come in. That's exactly the point. And I think that is why there is an inter- one of the interpretations is that that's why this one component of the independent or individual co- uh, can- candidates are still nominated by the political mm. parties. Um, so, in a sense, it's a more indirect form, and it's very similar, therefore, to what we are seeing at local government level, where we have individual candidates standing for the wards, but the majority of them are nominated by political yeah. parties. So, the outcome in the end is still very much the same as a proportional system. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, it's not proportional in any way, because if I, let's use an example, I stand for election and I'm going to represent anybody that likes whatever I say. I get into Parliament, it's just one voice out of 400. Yes, that, that I think is one of the, the complications of the, the argument that's been introduced about independent candidates is where do they fit into yes. the bigger picture in terms of caucuses that exist amongst the, the, the big parties. Um, and where will they, how will they align themselves to decision-making in Parliament? Because one single voice will not be enough to change the situation. Um, and uh, that way, obviously, we haven't worked out yet um, <laughs> what will be the new dynamics in that. And that, again, sort of underscores this expectation that it will be many individuals of political parties right. that will be in these positions and not necessarily completely independent representatives. Just quickly, Prof, uh, the Parliament has until December this year to finalise the bill. Uh, will they be able to? If not, what happens? Well, they have no choice. Um, it has to be done, and especially the IEC, the Electoral Commission, is... It puts yeah, a lot of pressure on this process in order for it to be finalized as soon as possible, but without the risk of it being challenged in the constitutional court, because we are less than 18 months away from, the, from this election where it must be implemented, um, and they must start with their preparation. So there's actually very a very small margin for for manipulating or moving maneuverability within this situation. Political analyst Professor Dirk Kotzer, thank you very much. Takes us to 29 minutes to 6 o'clock.